2: up listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox my name is ahmad and i am your host it is wednesday may 9th and this is another exciting episode of thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news (laughs) it's lit let's get it um got a very very exciting episode for you this week um going to give you a song of the week as usual i'm going to um give you the press play segment where i um In the Press Play segment, as well as giving you um, the things that you should check out, you know, all of the songs, music videos, performances, tour dates, everything that you need to stay on top of. I'm also going to talk a little bit um, in depth about Donald Glover's This Is America music video. I'm going to talk about Shrem Life 3, Ray Shrimmer's triple album that released. And in the Dig Deeper segment, I will be previewing um a couple songs um from a new EP that is dropping from a local artist here in Chicago that I know I will tell you more about that at the end of the episode um so yeah without further ado let's jump right into the song of the week so the song of the week for this week um I just wanted to uh you know to play a song that I just really been feeling, you know, it's nothing special, you know, it's not super lyrical. It ain't got the best vocals, but it is a nice summer song. um, A song that features uh, three artists um, that I don't think I had previously seen work together. The song of the week is OTW stands for on the way it's Khaled. It's black and it's Ty Dollar sign. Um, you know, all three of them have, you know, very unique voices. Um, and they all can sing. And on this is this is kinda like a, a bubbly track for the summer, you know, you can play in the car, you know, and it um, you know, it's just a fun, upbeat, you know, song. And it's one that I've been feeling. It's one that you can play in the background, it's one that you can just uh play to catch a vibe you know and all of that so the song of the week for this week is otw by khaled black and ty dolla sign welcome back to thinking outside the Boombox. it is now time for the press play segment <laughs> It is the press play segment is separated into three parts. Things that you should check out. That's why I hit you with the the new songs, the new music videos, the interviews, everything that's going on in hip hop and R and B that came out in the past week or since the last episode that you should check out. Then there's the rumor mill and the announcements is exactly how it sounds. Any new things that may have been announced from artists that may not be set in stone. I'll talk about that there or even just, you know, some shout outs, milestones, things like that. And then the upcoming and recently released albums. That's where I talk about projects that just came out or are coming out within the next month that you definitely need to check out. So let's jump right into the things that you should check out. And first on the list is Rihanna's Vogue interview. So, you know, Rihanna's taken a little time off uh, from music. Um, we haven't got anything since Anti, which I believe was 2016. Um, but she's been doing a lot of other things. You know, she started her Fenty brand that now, you know, is doing great in the uh, cosmetic um Department, you know, she's launched about to launch a lingerie line for all sizes. Like Rihanna's out here doing it, and she talks about all of that. She talks about how she gets into acting. You know, she's gonna be in that new Oceans 8 movie. Comes out next month. She talks about all of that in the Vogue interview. She talks about how her and Drake um, are not really friends and not enemies, but they're not friends. So, you know, that's a little weird. But you know, it's Rihanna. So you definitely want to keep up with all things, Rihanna. Check out the Vogue interview. And as you know, everything I talk about in this segment will be featured um, in the Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast. Newsletter, and you can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com to get that. Go to the newsletter tab to get it on demand, or if you want it in your email box, uh, go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, put your email in the uh, box on the right hand side, and then you will get the newsletter every week as soon as the episode is released. Uh, so there were a bunch of music videos that were released uh, since the last episode, but you know there's one that I have to talk about first, and that is "This Is America" by Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino. So uh, he was on SNL last week, and while there, he was hosting and he was the musical guest, and so while there, he performed two new songs. One I don't know the title of it, but it was a funky kind of upbeat summer time vibe song um that he performed first and then the second song was this song called this is america and halfway through when he was hosting snl he dropped the music video for this is america um honestly i think he dropped the music video before he had performed it um he had before he had performed his second song and the music video has taken taken America and hip hop culture all of us by storm. It's got 52 million views on YouTube already. Hasn't even been a week yet. <laughs> 52 million views. That's wild. Um and and the video has taken us by storm because A, it's so good, and B, because it sparked a serious conversation. And you know, it's Donald Glover, you know, getting his in his creative you know bag and like pulling out some serious thought-provoking material so um high level description of the video um donald glover is in a huge i'm I'm gonna start calling him childish gambino when referring to all his music stuff he's gambino i've been calling him glover for the longest time because we haven't been getting any music from him but I'll, i'll let him have his dual personality childish gambino is in a huge like nearly empty warehouse and the video switches between him, like, laughing and dancing with kid These, like, uh, school children, um, you know, feeling the beat and all that. It switches between that and him performing, like, these, like, brutal, violent acts to innocent bystanders throughout the video. That's a high-level description of the video. And so, uh, some details about it. Hiro M- Murai... He directed the video, and we honestly got to give some huge shout-outs to him because he's had an amazing year. He has directed seven Atlanta episodes this season, um, and I think he directed about the same amount the first season, as well as two episodes of Barry, which is this pretty cool show that's on uh, HBO Go that features Bill Hader. He's previously directed four to five of Gambino's music videos, as well as a few by Earl Sweatshirt and Flying Lotus, specifically for Flying Lotus. That uh, uh, "Never Catch Me," I think, I think is the name of his song. Um, So he's no stranger to this, to this, you know, this music video, this directing thing. And you know, he has a haunting aesthetic for his work, in that a lot of his work, you know, evokes this like fearful aspect, and that. You know you never know you know what could happen, or you like think that some anything bad could happen at any second because of the the kind of vibe that he creates in his videos and this is especially prominent in a few of the episodes of Atlanta he's produced this second season or directed this second season, as well as this this is America music video. And, you know, it's also not to be ignored how much of the video is shot in or edited to seem like it was, you know, shot in just one long take, which is pretty impressive. So there's a lot to unpack within the video, um, but it's clear that the video is a direct commentary on America's fascination and troubled history with violence and how we react to it and receive it, you know, he starts off the video, he's dancing, you know, he's feeling the B, you know, he's getting into it, and then he pulls out a gun and he shoots uh, this hooded uh, a person in a chair, and then immediately hands the gun off to one of the kids, and then starts dancing, and he's doing a lot of, like, pop culture dances, the shoot dance, like, he's doing some South African, like, folk dances, you know... And then, you know, proceeds to, you know, switch between, oh, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. And then he shoots somebody. There's a point where he shot, like, a, it was a choir that was, you know, the, the song features, like, this chorus throughout the background and in the intro. And so there's an actual chorus or choir in the video. And, you know, he, like, you know, moseys in doing a little dance. And then somebody hands him an assault rifle and he just mows down the entire crowd and the entire choir in one sweep. And so, you know, when he shoots the choir, you know, he's likely referencing that incident in, I believe it was Charleston, where uh, that guy, I think his name was Dylan Roof, went into a church and, you know, mass shoot and killed like a bunch of, you know, black church members. And so, this is clearly, you know, referencing that incident. But, you know, the way that he performs this violence and then goes right back to dancing and smiling could also be commentary on how we in America internalize these events as a society and how normalized violence is in today's society. You know, it's also commentary on how these mass shooters, you know, they seem normal to all the people that are close to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they kill a bunch of people and people are trying to figure out what went wrong. You know, shock value is a huge thing with uh, Hiro Mirai and especially Gambino. And I will admit when I first watched this and, you know, he, you know, shot the members of the choir. There was like an audible like gasp and like surprise because I just didn't, you know, he did it the first time. And, you know, I was like, oh, OK, that was wow. That was that was weird. Um, and then I kind of got lost in the, you know, him. You know, dancing and whatnot, and I didn't expect there to be more, and then there was, and you know that's saying something right there of how you know we you know as a society get distracted, something bad like this happens, and then um you know we get distracted by all the stuff that all the things that we get lost in music, you know these dances, all of that, and then you know we kind of just go back to normal and forget about the things that happen, and that's also a huge thing that he's you know i think addressing in this video you you notice in the video that after he shoots someone he hands the weapons off to so delicately to you know a kid and they like wrap it in like silk and like take it away you know so uh as i was saying there's commentary about how easily distracted we are as a society from the type of violence Um, from the other things we indulge in, you know, if you just watch Donald dancing with the kids, you might miss how in the background there's people running away from or to chaos. You know, there's like a white horse rolling by, there's a cop car that explodes as people jumping off the balconies and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're just focusing on the foreground on Donald, um, sorry, on Gambino, um, dancing, you may not notice that stuff. Um... And, you know, we use dance and music as an escape from the issues that plague our society and our lives. And, you know, that was also prevalent here in the video. But, you know, in that sense, Gambino is also commentating on the role that he as an artist and artists in general um, have to entertain, even though there are all these these tragedies in the world, like to distract us from, you know, all the things that go wrong. You know, stuff like that happens. We feel bad about it one day and the next day we're talking about an album that came out. Yada yada. So, you know, Donald is Gambino, man, I I'm start calling him Donald Gambino. Um, he, you know, he he's taken a very political route with this video. And, you know, it's it's very clear, I think, that, you know, between this and the other song that Gambino performed on SNL, there's gotta be a new album coming, and I think we're gonna spend a lot of time dissecting it because um you know, he, he realizes his platform and he is going to use it. He is going to use his platform. So I'm excited to see what else he does. Um, you know, musically, the song is, you know, it's not like the song itself. If you had never seen the video and you just get the song, you know, it's not, you know, you know, a, a fantastic song. It's not a great song. Um, but, you know, in the song, he he also mocks the style of music of a lot of the, mumble rappers the trap rappers you know you hear different ad libs from like 21 savage migos young thug even has some ad libs and does the outro and so it's unclear if like he actually got those artists to like do those ad libs in the song but you know he's clearly you know having some commentary on how you know this fun you know type of music that we um uh, that we love to love and love to hate you know is uh you know, can be a distraction and, you know, can be something that takes us away from all the stuff that's happening in society. So, you know, it's a deep, deep video, deep video, but it is an amazing video and maybe one of the most powerful things besides Atlanta that Donald Glover has done. So (laughs) yeah, he's just Donald Glover at this point, whatever you all know who I'm talking about. Um. So go watch that video. Definitely go watch that video. Oh, also important to, to note that he's shirtless throughout the entire video. I mean, that's how he kind of likes to perform. But, you know, I don't know if there's a deeper meaning to that Um, in this context, but that's also something that happens. Um. So definitely go check out that video. I couldn't, you know, talk about it and not get into the deeper meaning of it. Um, some other music videos that dropped, uh, royce Nine dropped off a music video for his song Caterpillar, which features Eminem, um, this is off of his, uh, Book of Ryan project that just dropped, and it's dope, I mean, it's Royce and Eminem, you know, the two members of Bad Meets Evil, when they get together lyrically, it's an onslaught, there's nothing you can do, they are some of the best lyricists in the game, and they show that here in the music video, is dope as well, so check that out. Kyle dropped off a music video for his song, Playing With Me, which features Kalani, and, you know, the music video is kind of like a game show, gay dating show type um, thing with them performing the song throughout, so, you know, it's a fun video, it really fits Kyle's aesthetic um, for, you know, this, you know, fun-loving, you know, joyous type of music, even though not all the time, but for the most part, so definitely check that out. Um... Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Blockboy JB. Uh, you may know him for his "Look Alive" uh joint with Drake, but he dropped off a video for his song "No Chorus Part 11 and you know this is off of his "See Me" project. Um, but it's a it's a dope video. You know, most of his videos are kind of the same aesthetic. It's him and his friends just like dancing, doing the shoe dance, and just enjoying themselves in the middle of the street. Um, but, I mean, Meek Mill has been doing those type of videos for for years. Um, but this block boy, JB, he's, he's hot right now. You know, people, he's riding a wave of success that he got from, you know, having Drake on his song. And it's, it's paying off. And the No Chorus Part 11, like, the song itself is kind of dope. And the video is dope as well. So, check that out. Um, this dude named Powers Pleasant... Um, who I think he's part of Pro Era, which is uh, Joey Badass's, like, collective, Um, but he dropped off a song called, a music video for his song, Pull Up, and Joey Badass and ASAP Ferg are in the video, and it's a pretty dope video. Um, You know, it's set on the streets of Tokyo, and, you know, all three of them are, you know, ASAP Joey, and Powers, they're, Uh, featured throughout the video prominently and it's you know it's a dope look Um, whoever directed the video I'm not sure who it is but they they really came through with some some dope visuals that also you know kind of even though it's in Tokyo set in Tokyo represent the uh, New York um, style that all three of them really represent so you definitely want to check out that video as well Georgia Smith dropped off the music video for Blue Lights, um, uh, which is one of the first songs that I think she really became known for, um, vocally, the performance in that song is amazing, and she dropped off the video, the song is kind of about, like, uh, police brutality and stuff like that, and so the video showcases, um, some of the strong, you know, members, uh, you know, um, of her team, and people that she knows, um, uh, whatchamacallit. It it showcases, you know, the strong people in her life um that she wanted to showcase uh in the video. So definitely check that out as well. Nicki Minaj dropped off uh, the videos for the two singles she released, so Chun Lee and Barbie Tings. Um I would say Barbie Tings is the more interesting video to watch. Chun Lee is her scantily she's scantily clad, you know, dressed in, you know, a lot of lingerie and just kind of, like, rapping the lyrics with these, you know, she's got the Chun-Li hairstyle and whatnot. It's not that exciting, but it's meant to be provocative. Um, Barbie Ting's features some more creative stuff. She's dressed up in all of these, like, weird, um, bold costumes and, like, oversized, like, weird doll costumes and stuff. And, you know, it's very interesting. It's it's Nikki being Nikki. Um, but I will say the Barbie Ting song has grown on me. Chun Li, I think, is is you know is a decent song. Um, but the Barbie Ting song definitely has grown on me. So you can check both of those music videos out. Travis Scott dropped off a single for his Astroworld project. It features Lil Uzi Vert and Kanye West. You know, it's a decent song. Nothing that we really haven't heard from from Travis, um, Kanye's versus Decent, Lil Uzi Vert, you know, does what he does. Uh, but it, it's a song just to, to you know, get us a little hype for what's to come. Hopefully this isn't the, um, uh, this isn't the style of, the entire style of the album because, you know, I kind of want to see him experiment a little more, but it's a nice placeholder. So that's called Watch featuring Lil Uzi Vert and Kanye West. Um... Future dropped off a song uh called My Peak, um, which features Chance the rapper um and also uh who is it? Dang, I can't remember. King Louie, I believe. And this is an old song, like uh Chance released like a video like maybe four or five years four yeah, maybe three or four years ago of him like listening to his verse in a studio. And everybody was like, oh, this is my peak song. It's going to be dope. Chance with the verse. And you know nothing's really changed. It's the exact same verse. But I guess now they just decided to release it. So that song's out. You can check that out. Wale dropped off a new EP called Self Promotion. It's four new songs. He's been dropping a lot of music lately. He's off his label. He's feeling creative. Um, So you definitely want to check out this new music from Wale. He's still got it. Let's not give up on the man yet. Um, And then finally, in the things you should check out, Scott Laser sat down with Genius. Um, they're the same, you know, website that does that decoded series where they break down how a beat was made, but they also have a series called Framework where they break down how a music video was made with the director. So they sat down with Scott Laser and he talked about how the ATM video from J. Cole's album, KOD, was made. And it is very cool. You notice some things that you didn't notice in the video um and he talks about you know what was edited in later what was actually there what the set looked like it's a really cool insight into the video and how that worked um rumor mill and announcements look post malone is killing it right now he grabbed a number one spot on the billboard 200 list with his album beer bongs and bentleys 461,000 equivalent album units which is which includes streaming 153,000 of those were traditional um for comparison, his debut album, Stoney, uh, peaked at number, or it debuted at number six in the first week, and he had 58,000 equivalent album units compared to 461 on this album. Look, I, you know, I I was a fan of Post Malone a lot when he first dropped, like, everyone will tell you I was all about his White Iverson song, that song, uh, Too Young or Die Too Young, that one was dope when he dropped his album i wasn't really feeling most of it but you know the singles went in that congratulations joint same here the singles are decent like that psycho joint is dope but you know there's not too much of the album that is really um moving me like the singles i'm still into but other than that not really and we already know how he feels about the hip hop culture um so you know i'm okay with not really enjoying most of his music but he's got a fan base and they're really they're really um, supporting them so I guess shout out to him uh, J. Cole announced the KOD tour um, I'm very excited about this he's going to be in Rosemont um, on September 22nd at the Allstate Arena so I'm definitely going to be there for that um, it's going to be him and Young Thug which is a very interesting choice because of the entire premise of his album but maybe he's trying to bring you know multiple you know audiences together for this Um, general admission, uh, tickets go on sale this Saturday. If you can get some pre-sale stuff through Live Nation, um, or if you, like, pre-ordered, uh, his KOD album, you can get a code to, um, get tickets to the album. But he's hitting up, um, most of the, uh, major cities. Um, you know, he's gonna be in D.C., Philly, uh, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Las Vegas, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, for my Texas listeners. Um, so yeah, um, definitely, definitely, definitely. If you're a J Cole fan or a Young Thug fan, hit the hit uh, up hit the website or hit up the newsletter to get to uh, where you can buy tickets because you know I think this is gonna be a dope concert. He always puts on a dope show. There's no doubt about that, so I'm excited for that. Nicki Minaj announced um, that her fourth studio album will be called Queen and that it will be released on June 15th. So, you know, the wait is over. We will finally get that album in a month, and we can finally, you know, see if it's what we've all been waiting for. So stay tuned for that. Um, recently released an upcoming album. Designer dropped off a project called L.O.D., Life of Designer. Um, what else happened this past week? Royster59 dropped off his project, Book of Ryan. Um, and then, of course, Ray Shrimmer dropped off Shrim Life 3 slash Swaycation slash traduction And I want to talk a little bit about this album. am not going to do a full Dig Deeper segment on it, but I do want to discuss it. So the album in itself, you know, as you know, it's a triple album. It's Shrimp Life 3, which is both of them. Then it's Swaycation, which is Sway Lee's solo project. And then Tro, which is Slim Jimmy's solo. So it's a solid and very long album by Ray Shermer. You know, it's nine songs on each of those three albums, so 27 total. Um, you know, Ray Shrimmer's whole aesthetic, their whole vibe is that they just want to make music for people to turn up, dance to music that sounds good, you know, and make you, you know, that make you want to dance, all of that. They want to perform and have fun and be rock stars. And for the most part, that's what they give us um you know for the most part in this album lyricism is not a prime focus you know they barely even rhyme the end of their bars nowadays like rhyme schemes aren't high on their priority list i can't tell you how many times like they'd set a bar and i like anticipated what the next line was going to be and then they said something that just didn't rhyme at all but you know They don't care about lyricism. That's not what they're about. I do like the triple album concept. You know, it's very Outkast-like, and their individual albums do kind of remind me of the divide between the type of music that Speaker Box was and what The Love Below was. But they were sure to mention that, you know, even though they are being likened to Outkast because of this concept, Outcast never came back together. Like it was Big Boys solo and it was Andre solo in one thing, but they never came back together, you know, to to do a project together. And that's what they are doing with this from my 3 part of this project. Um so you know they want to play up the fact that they're still a group even with their individual identities and I I respect that. So Swaycation, Sway Lee's project, Very Pop r&b dance hall focused it's a lot of singing you know sway lee continues to play with melodies and harmonies and is honestly one of the best hook writers in the game um offshore which is a, a standout song from that from his part of the project um, features Young Thug, and, you know, there's something about the way Young Thug does whatever it is that he does, it's usually a hit or miss for me, and I think it depends on the music and, you know, what he's working with, but this was a hit, you know, Mike Will made it, knows how to craft hits for these guys, and, you know, Young Thug's verse and the way he delivered it, you know, that sing-songy, rappy, croony type stuff, it worked on this song, and you know, the singles for this project, Guatemala, Hurt to Look, are still some of the best complete songs from Swaycation. But songs like Heat of the Moment and Red Wine really showcase some serious songwriting ability from Swae Lee. You know, it's perfect soft music to vibe to. It's the music you blast in the whip with the windows down while cruising down the highway. Now, Tro was definitely more hip-hop as you know slim jimmy showcases rapping abilities got the album a bit more turnt but he also gets a little introspective and gets a little bit more personal than we're used to in their combo records and he definitely holds his own so you know while brink's truck and chanel are still bangers the standouts for me on this were anti-social smokers club and keep god first in the former He and Zoe Kravitz play off of each other very well as they rap about smoking, drinking, partying with the team and not strangers. In the latter, and Keep God First, Slim Jimmy gets melodic, sing raps about his priorities, and a really catchy song that is one of the most complete tracks on his solo project. So, you know, in his, Slim Jimmy, you know, he proves that he can hold his own by himself and that he holds his end of the the group up just as much as Sway Lee does. But the MVP of this project was Sh- Shrimp Life 3. It was the dual project, you know, the project with them together. While it doesn't feature any obvious club hits, like half the songs from their debut, you know, uh, Come Get Her, No Flex Zone, No Type, you know, all of those are like guaranteed obvious bangers. Um, but, or even uh, by chance from their second project. But, you know, this this album does show that they're best when they're working together. You know, they're crafting bangers that, you know, aren't obvious hits, but still will get a lot of, you know, radio play. Now, Close, which features Travis Scott, and then Power Glide, which samples, which... Samples and interpolates or reworks side to side by Those are Mafia. Those both function well as the lead singles for this project, while Perplexing Pegasus sees them reaching further into their bag and crafting bangers that aren't as obvious. But the winner of this album is the song that they have dubbed as a continuation of Black Beatles. Black Beatles 2, as they like to call it. And that song is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame musically it has similar elements to black beetles and features them leaning into this rock star lifestyle that they crave you know slim jimmy says in the song i don't need a wraith to see the stars i look in the mirror and there they are while sway lee is crooning you know standing on the stage like axl rose if you can see my eyes then you're way too close you know they're you know they're leaning into this thing they're like we're rock stars like hip-hop stars are the new rock stars, and they believe that, they live that. And, you know, I can appreciate all the wrestling references they dropped in this song and that they incorporated. You know, this song is definitely one of the best on the project. It has much more replay and radio play value than Black Beatles did, and it grabs you as soon as you hear it. You know, it's the thesis statement for the album, and they execute it very well, and it actually does kind of play like it's a Black Beatles part two. So, all in all, you know, even though this is a 27 song album, it doesn't feel like it. Like when, with Migos, where you had this long album on Culture 2, where they could have cut it down, like you don't feel like you've been listening to this album for too long when you hear it. It kind of flows on through. Um, and the standout is when they come together, they showcase their abilities, show how strong they are as individual artists, and then come together to deliver some well-crafted songs and you can definitely shout out mike will made it for his hand in that because he produced like almost all the songs so shout out to shrimp life three definitely go listen to it it is it is a dope album um also coming out on the 18th kyle will be dropping his debut light of mine on the 25th of may Pusha t is dropping off king push on june 1st kanye west is dropping off his album title to be announced um, on the 8th, Kanye and Cuddy are dropping off their project Kids See Ghost. Um, also, on the 8th, Georgia Smith will be dropping off her debut, Lost and Found. So, that is it for the Press Play segment. Um, after a short break, I will be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. <music> Up, dig deeper segment this week got a very special topic to discuss i will be previewing the project super x by afro kitty jones now afro kitty jones is a renaissance artist from cincinnati currently stationed in chicago um she can sing she can rap she can play the trumpet, she's a songwriter, she's a composer, and she showcases all of that on her new EP, Super X. Um, It features production by Linus. You know, the EP is classified under R&B and pop, and it's definitely got some serious jazz influences. Um, She's a good friend of mine that I've known for almost 10 years now, and she gave me permission to play and preview a song and a half from her new five-song EP. It will be dropping off this Sunday on May thirteenth. Um, and so I have the esteemed pleasure of you know showcasing a couple um, of the songs for you. So Super X showcases Afro Kitty's many talents and gives you an introduction to her as an artist. You know, if you want her to write you a song, no doubt you can get that. She is a strong songwriter and composer, and, you know, you need that ghostwriting ability. She got it for you. And, you know, the the fact that the EP is, you know, R&B, pop, jazz influences, all of that, you know, it's very prevalent. Like, um, those genres are ones that she does very well. You know, there's a song on the project called Limitless. Um, where she samples Loving You by Minnie Riperton, and the way that it is incorporated into the song sounds wonderful as it turns into this, you know, hip-hop joint with a couple features from artists that she knows. Um, I get some strong Jamila Woods vibes in her opening song called Bye Bye Black. The bonus track My Llama is one of the most fun and radio-friendly songs on the project. It's infectious, and you can really say that about the entire project. So without further ado, I want to preview uh, her project, Super X. Uh, the first track I will play for you in its entirety is my favorite track from the project, and that is called Rearview Love. Yo, Rearview Love, definitely my favorite song off of Super X. Um, Honestly, it's a pretty beautiful song, you know, about falling in and out of love, in and out of, you know, relationships, looking for love in general. Um, The production is very good. And, you know, this is one of the songs I think that showcases um, Afro Kitty's versatility more than anything. You know, she played... You know, the trumpet parts on that song. You can hear her her ad-libs and harmonizing in the background. She's doing the main vocals. Um, She has a lot of talent and she definitely showcases on that song. And I think the production definitely compliments her very well on that one. And that it really helps bring out the emotions and feelings that are present in her delivery. So that was Rearview Love um next i want to preview i'm not going to play the whole song she said one and a half so i'm only going to give you half of this one but i definitely want to play this one this next song is called worm ass niggas
0: Wish you would shrivel and dry in the streets. Oh, song as nigga, and lick your lips. You always come around me ashy as shit. Well, you can borrow my lotion, that cocoa butter. Ashy 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 ashy, ashy knees, cry powdered sugar. Wormy as niggas, I'm tired of you. You thrive when it's raining, I like my skies blue. Dumb
2: A song is so fun to me you know the instrumentation and the light-hearted feel of the melodies kind of remind me of the way that Chance and The Social Experiment compose their songs so maybe the time she spent in Chicago has you know influenced that a little because I definitely get those vibes from it but that's just a fun song and it gets even it gets even better from there that was only half of it so you definitely need to go get Super X when it drops on Sunday uh, I'm gonna put um a link in the description of the video to pre-save the project on spotify and then when it uh, also put that in the podcast newsletter and then the project will be out um by the time i have another episode and i'll also include you know the links to the project on everywhere that it'll be available so possibly soundcloud and all of that as well um So, yeah, um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, she's got a a couple interviews already lined up, but I'm definitely hoping um, to get her on the podcast, uh, talk to her about her influences, how this project came about, all of that. I appreciate her um, allowing me to preview those songs. Um, She's definitely got some serious talent, and I am very excited to see where she goes from here. Super X drops this Sunday, May 13th. You heard Rearview Love and parts of Worm Ass Niggas. The project is dope. It's infectious. It's catchy. It's going to be stuck in your, your head. You're going to be you know walking down the street like, Worm Ass Niggas. You're going to be doing all of that. you going to be doing all of that. The melodies from Rearview Love going to be stuck in your head. You're going to listen to um, Bye Bye Black, and that's going to be all stuck in your head. The verses um, uh, from Limitless are dope the whole project bangs it goes off um very proud of the work that she's put out so go and get that support you know the artists support afro kitty jones uh so that is all for the dig deeper segment for this week and that is all for the podcast for this week i thank you all for listening i thank you all for supporting um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. You know, we out here representing real hip-hop, real r b keeping you all informed, you know, with everything that goes on in the genres. And I'm going to do that until I can't no more. So, uh, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace.